Hey folks, this is Tony Russo from the So What's Your Story podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that we recorded this on Skype, and as a result, it sounds a little Skypey. So we hope you'll stay with us during this pandemic, and we'll get back to live in-person shows as soon as we can safely do so. But meanwhile, it's a great interview and a great guest, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, when I was younger, I never thought that having two moms was different. I always thought, oh, some had a mom and a dad, some had two moms, some had two dads, some had one parent as a parent, some had grandparents as a parent, etc. I really wanted to take out that, oh, having two moms is so different than any other family because every family is different and has different dynamics and different values. Hi, this is Stephanie Fowler. And this is Tony Russo. And you're listening to another episode of So What's Your Story? a podcast in which we talk to authors and writers about their writing, the stories behind the story, the writing process, and any other sort of miscellaneous writing stuff that we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we have Michaela Denault, who just published her first book, Two Hens and a Chick, a sweet story that introduces LGBTQ positive messages to young readers. Mickey the Chick has two mama hens, Millie and Molly, and at her school, Mickey and her friends learn about the different kinds of families and that love is the most important thing to have in a community. So welcome to the podcast, Michaela. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be here and, and to talk about uh, Two Hens and a Chick, which you and I worked uh, together to bring to life. Um, but I guess to kind of get things uh, kind of started just a little bit, um, you know, what was what kind of inspired you to, to start the story? So I was published in an anthology in 2018 titled Raised by Unicorns. It was edited by Frank Lowe. And so I was in a chapter uh, in the book. And I realized in the introduction that it was in the format of a children's book. And then my aunt, when she got the book, she was like, wow, you can do something out of this. So then I went to this leader a leadership conference called the Hugh O'Brien uh, Leadership Conference in Maryland. And from there, they helped me solidify a plan for my children's book. And then I decided to start making it uh, in my junior year with my interactive media production uh, program at Worcester Technical High School. If uh, if I can ask, was this story, did the story change much from the first time it was submitted uh, until you uh, switch it over to book form? Um, I definitely had lots of changes because I had in Race by Unicorns, I had a idea, but I really wanted to change it so that all families uh, were appreciated as normal uh, per se, because often if there is a LGBT character in a book, they're often seen as different from the rest of society uh, throughout the novel or the book. So I wanted to create the normalcy uh, of the character uh, Chick Mickey and their two hens. And so I had to ha go through many drafts and many editing in order to make the best story I can. I remember having a loose leaf multiple times ripped up before I was able to have the final edit done <laughs> <laughs> ripped up like torn up and disgust or ripped up because you were moving like literally pages from one section to another i i had i had to change a lot um i had multiple ideas but i couldn't figure out 
the one perfect idea until I discussed it with my family. And we really, we used personal experiences to create the book from when I was younger in pre-K. Well, I think it's important, you know, as you know, for, for young kids to, to see themselves represented in things that are, are normal to them. You know, we always say that, you know, representation matters, but I think this is a case where, you know, that, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that sounds kind of where you were coming from, that representation is important and to see, you know, that representation done in a very normal, loving way. And, and to be able to put that forward for young kids, I think is pretty fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Um, when I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, I discussed uh, my idea with a children's book uh, with this lady named Allie Harper. And she is the owner of Our Shelves, which is a diverse children's book subscription service. And so I discussed with her uh, how LGBT uh, representation needed to be in children's books and as well as uh, all minorities. And she really gave me this one quote that solidified my idea. She was like, you have to make it uh, understandable to children uh, so that they don't have any bias as well. Can you give me an example of bias that was maybe taken that you had to take out or that you didn't see until someone else pointed it out to you, something like that? I definitely, I think in my first draft, I made it seem like uh, the chick was different than the other families, when in actuality there's all differences. Because uh, when I was younger... I never thought that having two moms was different. I always thought, oh, some had a mom and a dad, some had two moms, some had two dads, some had one parent as a parent, some had grandparents as a parent, etc. So I really wanted to take out that, oh, having two moms is so different than, you know, any other family because every family is different and has different dynamics and different values. And so I wanted to show all different dynamics. Like for example, Annabelle, the cow has a mom and a dad. Um, they are an interracial couple. Piper, the pig has a mom and a dad. Oliver, the goat has grandparents as parents and Henry, the horse has one parent. And, um, at the end as well, uh, the farmers uh, walking away in their field had our two dads and a son. That's super cool. That realization that you, you, you approach the book where let me show you why different is okay. But then eventually you get to let me sure, let me show you why talking about being different doesn't make any sense. Cause we're all, we're all different from one another, but that doesn't mean that the, that the underlying love is any different. Yeah, I think it's kind of neat. It's almost like that play within a play. Like you have, you know, Chicky, uh, I mean, uh, Mickey the chick at school, you know, learning about these things. But in, but as the kid is reading this book, it's almost like there's this kind of, you know, witnessing themselves kind of, you know, in a, in a scenario where they're seeing things that are different. I'm hoping all children will resonate uh, with the differing families and be like, oh, look, that's like my family or oh my gosh, I remember doing this in school. So I wanted to create it as relatable as possible and show all the perspectives uh, in order to create awareness of how we're all the same in growing children to be unique, loving, happy, and strong. 
Absolutely. And the other part of it, um, I think, you know, the illustrations are really cute. Obviously, uh, you know, the listeners can't, can't see it on, on a podcast, but you know, you did a really good job with making the illustrations like really cute and, and fun. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about, you know, functioning as both the author of the story and the illustrator of the story? Thankfully, uh, my freshman year, um, as I entered Stephen Decatur high school, uh, there was this interactive media production program in which I learned about Photoshop, Illustrator, and all the Adobe products. And so eventually, uh, in junior year, we have to have this one uh, final project before I can do an internship senior year. And I asked him, I said, can I create a children's book and illustrate all my uh, all my pages and present it to the class. And he said, absolutely. So I spent the semester uh, illustrating the children's book. And so how I call my illustrations is a internet collage of some sort. So what I would do is I would use uh, regular paper and start designing patterns, uh, bright colored patterns, because I know that it would attract the eyes of children. And I would uh, use pastel and paints and colored pencils to create these patterns. And then I would take a picture on my phone and transfer it to a PDF and upload it on Photoshop so that I could create the patterns into characters and backgrounds um, to have kind of a uh, unison of designs and colors. The designs and patterns, you're, you're overlaying these on the animals that you've already drawn or... So I would uh, make patterns onto paper and design um, the characters on Photoshop and uh, with these patterns that I've created. And I would use the tools on Photoshop to etch out outlines and um, make my characters uh, personalized and um, have a unique uh, color pattern and uh unique collage that was kind of like my own sort of illustration method. Yeah. And I think that kind of works, you know, um, it, it kind of, you know, what you were talking about reminds me of like, you know, kind of what we do in this self publishing world, you know, there's, you know, today there's a, a number of tools at our disposal. And, um, you know, when you and I were working on the book, you know, I was working in Adobe InDesign and you were working in Illustrator and Photoshop, you know, and for, for me, that made it really easy because the back and forth between you and I was like, Hey, here's some specs. And, and you were like, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, so it just was kind of a, a unique experience in terms of self-publishing because, you know, you and I were able to be really collaborative, uh, on the project in a way that sometimes, you know, other authors that I work with are just like, here's a thing. I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. So you just take it off and run with it. But you and I actually kind of got to, to go kind of back and forth with some different things when I would say, Oh, you know, this, particular image, we need to squeak it this way or that way. And, um, you know, that made it really, it made my job really easy to know that I could just say, Hey, Michaela, can we just, you know, bump this one way or the other? And so I feel like, um, you and I had a pretty good partnership when it came to kind of pulling it all together. Whenever I saw something, cause I was very a perfectionist when it came to, uh, editing the certain pages of the book to make sure it was perfect. I would be like, look, I'm going to edit this page and I'm going to send it right back to you. And then, uh, you would show me some things in which I could be more concise in the wording and, uh, 
fix some of the um, illustration and grammar mistakes. And then uh, we would send it back and forth. And I remember how uh, easy and simple that was, which was great. Um, because after school, I would just get to uh, see the email and I would uh, edit it right before I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're listening to So What's Your Story? And this week's guest is Michaela Denault. If I can go back a little bit, can you talk about the story that you wrote for the anthology and was it uh, submitted to the anthology or were you asked to write it? And what was that whole initial process like? Yeah. So in middle school, uh, I became a guest writer on The Next Family, which is a blog that talks about um, LGBT families. And so they featured my two moms and um, me as well. So then I asked if I could become a guest writer on their blog. So I would write uh, once a month for a few years. And I had an editor named Alex Temblador. And she was really amazing in helping me network. And she found uh, in a newspaper, um, which was the Huffington Post, that uh, they were asking for submissions for Raised by Unicorns uh, of all ages, all different uh, LGBT families, uh, to show the difference from uh, the generations of uh, baby boomers to now Generation Z. It was really interesting to see the thread of change from then and now. And I think it was it's amazing for, uh, for the LGBT community to see in Raised by Unicorns on how much uh, it has changed. And it's very uplifting, I hope. I hope I get to be a semblance of um, the LGBT uh community and the love that we try to share, especially with my family, because my parents never place any restrictions um, upon what I should do and what who I should be. And I think that was a very amazing to see. And when you said uh, when you said about writing that first story, what were you what were you trying to accomplish? And then what did you actually accomplish? So I wanted to talk about personally how my life was to, with two moms is no different than any other uh, family dy dynamics that uh, people see throughout um, media and throughout neighborhoods and communities that we all just, you know, try to spread love and try to create a community that is filled with, you know, incredible people. And so I pretty much uh, told my life and I didn't really have a lot of struggles throughout my childhood. It, there was one like hostile message I received and um, my parents uh, did as well in pre-K. And I think that my goal was achieved in showing how, uh, how my family tries to be equal uh, show equality to me and also uh, lets me try every sort of activity. I think in the uh, anthology, I discussed how they made me try every sport when I was younger, every uh, single activity such as art and all those sorts of things so that uh, I would never have the um, limitation that they were received um, when they were younger. I remember, I think some of my mom's uh, parents were uh, limiting them and saying, like, you can't marry a woman or uh, and taking them to, like, uh, conversion therapy, which was very difficult on my mom as well. 
Yeah, it just it's one of those um, kind of, you know, that old sort of saying about, you know, how parents, you know, always want to give their kids, you know, a, a better life or, or more options. And, you know, where they may have been limited in one way, they're like, you know, what, we're not going to we're not going to you know do that with Michaela. We're going to give her every opportunity to see what she likes and see how she's going to grow, because sometimes that's not always afforded to people, um, you know, who've been marginalized. After your aunt encouraged you to uh, to to turn it into in, into a book, what was your what was your process after that? At that leadership conference, um, I uh, I was a little bit shy, but then my I guess you would say facilitator of my group encouraged me to present my children's book idea to three hundred kids. Uh, and in a goal setting activity and I was able to present it and they provided me with ideas. They would raise your hands, ask questions. And I really wrote down a bunch of, um, ideas right after that. And so starting my junior year, I, uh, presented the idea. I wrote down on, uh, loose leaf eventually to the computer, uh, of the, uh, writing for the children's book. And then uh, I brainstormed different pages for each sections of the writing. I would divide the sections up and say, okay, this page should have Chick Mickey coming out of uh, her home and greeting her hens and then uh, going on the hayride to school or in back to farm night, it would have a scene of all the things families with the barn and just one big happy party. And so I really designed it uh, through brainstorming each page with my writing. And what is the idea for using the, the, the barnyard? Because you could have gone in a, a number of different ways, but I think, you know, using, you know, kind of that farm scenario, um, I think it w worked out really well, giving the the concept that you wanted to show different types of families and obviously there's different types of animals on a, on a farm, but is that kind of where that came from or, or what was, what was behind the, behind that theme? The chapter of the anthology was titled two hens and a chick. And okay. I also thought that the uh, barn and like farm theme would really resonate with, um, a lot of other children's books, but kind of bring a new spin on it. Okay. So, um, I remember at the end of the book, I, I try to make little things that would make the kids laugh, such as, uh, at, like back to farm night, they were all dancing to old McDonald stuff like that. And, um, I thought I could, uh, put a new modern spin on, um, like classic characters. And with my, uh, methods of illustrations and uh, new thoughts on how to introduce this like barnyard story. You're listening to So What's Your Story? And this week's guest is Michaela Denault. Remember, you can find this show and all of our shows at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com. And how did um, how'd your moms feel about the book when it when it when it started to coalesce and after you and I met and, you know, we started to pull you know, what was kind of a manuscript and some illustrations. Once we started to pull that in, um, how did they, what was their take on the book? Uh, they were so excited. So um, I remember uh, 
my mom, as soon as my aunt hung up with me, she was like, you have to do this. We have to find a publisher. So, uh, I was like, what about local saltwater media? So um, they were so excited. I call my mom Meg. I call them Missy and Meg because if they, if I say, hey, mom, they will both answer at the same time. Right. So, so uh, my mom Meg, she, I call her my momager because she always is so supportive of my writing pursuits and helps me so much with advertising and helps. Um, she talks a lot of, um, a lot with me about my ideas so that I can kind of collect my thoughts so that I'm not jumbled with my um, plans and I have a straight like set of steps in order to accomplish my goal. So they were they were very happy about the idea and um, my my mom is trying to advertise with me now as well and um, they're very excited. When you say advertise, you mean to help promote the book? Yes. Yeah, so we really want to do like online book readings and eventually when uh, uh the pandemic lightens up we would like to do book signings and in places such as new york city uh or politics and prose in uh dc which i've have done before in the past with raised by unicorns and i would really like to uh speak to share my story um and uh we're trying to call local bookstores um, like browse about books and the Greyhound bookstore to have them on stock as well. And as far as like on uh, on social media, what what's your do you have a separate account for yourself as an author or for your book, anything like that? Yes. So on Facebook, uh, my username is Michaela D. Writes, and then on uh, Instagram, I have my personal. Uh, personal account, which is Michaela.Denault, which I um, announced some things, but I cr recently created a uh, professional account called Two Hens and a Chick Book, uh, specifically for advertising. I've been creating advertisements on Photoshop in order to publish on Facebook and Instagram so uh, people can see it and um, know where to uh, buy it as well. And I know one of the things that uh, you've done with this book that um, other authors uh, seek to do and not all get a chance to do it, but you actually had uh, Frank Lowe give you a review for this book too, didn't you? Yes, I did. So I reached out to him um, uh, right when I was uh, finalizing the back page and I said, hi, could you read the draft in, uh, of Two Hunts and a Chick before it's fully published for a review? Um because I would really like your uh, input and uh, your review on the back of the book since you helped me so much in the past. And so he absolutely said yes. And within a day, he had his review and said um, that he really liked it and he thought it um, would be awesome. He also, I think, published a children's book called Some People Do. Doing. But I think it's really, inter it's really interesting. It's almost like it kind of comes full circle, you know, like you started – but it's almost like it kind of comes full circle. You know, you started writing for the anthology and then, you know, you've circled back with your own book and now he's given you the kudos on that. So it's just, it's, it, to me, it's interesting to see the, how things kind of go from like a little seed and then it kind of, you know, germinates into this, into its own thing. I'm so thankful for everyone who has helped me as well, because, um, it was, it was really interesting to see. And I, um, I think it's, uh, really interesting to learn how networking can impact that as well. It's been, it's been helping me out a lot. Like 
for example, uh, my interactive media teacher, he, uh, he helped create a plan uh, for me to present it to uh, school faculty. And that was an amazing uh, experience as well. And like all the presentations were really amazing um, uh, that I was able to do with Two Hands and a Chick as well as Raised by Unicorns. Uh, it really helped me understand how to network and how to create my passion of writing to spread to an audience in order to break stigmas and stereotypes. So what's what's up next? Are you how, how much longer do you promote this book before you start on another one? Do you plan on starting on another one? What are your goals for now? So I'm definitely planning on this year to um, uh, grow the children's book, um, especially this summer before I leave for college. And then I, uh, I have an idea for a screenplay uh, to discuss about my grandmother with Alzheimer's. And I just really, my goal is to uh, write, to look at all perspectives and to bring about uh, injustices and using my words to ignite change. And a favorite quote of mine that I... Um, like to say is empower through words lead by action and so i'm hoping that with my next publications i can uh bring about ideas that people haven't thought of before uh through stories and through my experiences in order to uh help promote change and help create a new opinion on things you know when it sounds like what a lot of you know, us writers kind of go through, you know, we have these personal experiences in our lives and, you know, we're always searching number one for ways to kind of get them out of our head. But then in other ways, like, is there something that I've been through that I can put out there in such a way that maybe someone else sees it and in, you know, realizing like, Oh, I'm, I'm not the only person who feels this way or that experience is similar to mine. And, you know, so I feel like, you know, kind of what you're going through is kind of that, that sort of very natural writer impulse to, to want to share and, and connect in a very real way. Do you have a major picked out for school? Are you going to pursue writing or is it going to be more production thing? Do you have a, do you have an idea? Do you have a guess? So I'm going to major in journalism at Northwestern university. And, um, Thankfully, with the quarter system, I will most likely major in design engineering also and um, minor in creative writing. Yes, writing and design will be a big part of my college career. So I'm hoping to use Photoshop to create um, prototypes in design engineering and then use my words to eliminate bias in journalism as well. Well, I mean, it sounds like... Uh you're kind of off to a good start with two hens and a chick because, you know, you pulled all those elements together for this. So it makes sense that um, and you've always struck me as a very passionate, you know, person. And so I can see that those things would be kind of coming together for you, um, you know, as you approach your, you know, your college career. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it'll be interesting. I hope to be able to work with uh, college professors to help create my screenplay. Um, idea and bring that into fruition as well for a um another publication hopefully do you think you'll continue on um with with kids uh, with like books for children or do you think at some point you know maybe this was the starting off point and then you know moving into different you said screenplays so obviously i'm wondering if there's 
if you have other thoughts of, you know, maybe a novel or something else you may want to jump into. I definitely would love to go into a novel. I have some ideas. Um, in my high school, uh, my senior year, I took a creative writing class and I was really able to develop an idea for a novel as well. I love all sorts of writing. And so I also have another idea for a children's book, which is bringing classical music to, uh, uh, to children at a young age through stories. So okay. I'm hoping in the future to be able to create all sorts of um, writing formats and all sorts of publications because I just love trying new things, especially in writing. All right. Well, Stephanie, now is the part of the show where you thank the guest. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Michaela. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much. You as well. So What's Your Story was produced by Saltwater Media, an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland. Visit us at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com, where you can find past episodes, guest bios, show notes, and all sorts of fun stuff. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, take a second and give us a great review. Tell your story.